Hello, everybody, and welcome to The Horror Show, a show that dissects, mutilates, dismembers, and butchers all of your favorite and not-so-favorite horror movies and other horror-related events. I'm Sean. I'm Joe. So excited for this episode. We are here to to pay tribute to Joe Bob Briggs and Monster Fish. One of our heroes. We got a ton of people talking about this episode already. Uh, and this is, you know, Thursday before it releases and people online are really into this idea and I'm super ecstatic. I was very glad to see that uh, Monster Vision had such a following. You know, I knew it, it was is, big. But it like, is still, huge. Yeah. No, it, it's shocking. It's honestly shocking. And like I thought I thought the response would be more like, oh, yeah, I remember that, too. But oh, no, people really remember it. Really remember it. And Joe Bob's following is like rabid as ever. Yeah. He he shared our link to uh, request people sending us their memories and things like that. Which, by the way, if you have any Monster Vision memories or favorite moments or movies, uh, send me an email, Sean at IHateHorror.com, and uh, we'll we'll talk about it on the show. Because um, we're going to do, I think, four episodes just for Monster Vision, because they're so fucking good, and you could just talk about them forever. <laughs> um, actually, I, I don't even know how we'll get to a movie in this one uh because there's just so much to talk about uh about our experience with monster vision uh and joe bob um but yeah super excited about this uh <laughs> as i said i had we have so much to talk about and now i'm drawing a blank <laughs> on exactly what i was talking about but um yeah there was a there's a lot of people talking about it and uh oh yeah joe bob posted about us and the response was insane. All of his fans were like liking our page, and it, I mean, it was blown up. It was nuts. Yeah, thanks, all Joe coming Bob. directly from him. Yeah, that oh, rabid fan base. That is incredible. Good for him. Joe Bob doesn't have his own podcast, does he? No, which is appalling. And I almost want to edit this out because I was going. I honestly wanted to pitch him during a podcast, but why hasn't anyone? Unless. Oh, I, I, it has to be a choice to not do it. Yeah, it seems like a perfect platform it's for him. the ultimate platform. And yeah, you're probably right. he's probably like fuck that. <laughs> yeah, but it seems like I mean I don't know, I don't know the guy at all, so I don't know no. why it seems like that. But uh, it seems like I can understand not wanting to do the TV show because it's like taxing. So now like a podcast is a perfect platform for him because he could just do it at his own home at his own pace. And I think he'd be great for it. Like I love his insight. I love his take on everything. His insight is amazing. Uh, I just love that the the amount of effort he must have had to put in to get some of these facts. And then Dude, s- some of it seems like it was coming off the top of his okay, head. That's what I was going to say. Like it, most people like that, it seems like they would be reading off a teleprompter. Yeah. But he's a, either he's the fastest reader in the world, but he spits it out. Like everything he knows about the movies and the directors, he can name everything that they were in. I think you're right. I think that is more memory. I mean, honestly, he I used- mean, we saw him. Yeah. And he had so many movies with oh, him. Oh, yeah. yeah. He was like, he was so like able VHSs. to talk about them. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah, that was pretty crazy. And he uses a teleprompter for the drive-in totals. He does? Yes. And it's pretty obvious once you start noticing it. But that means he's not using a teleprompter for anything else. Because it's very obvious when he's doing it on the drive-in totals. Like, he is reading a teleprompter and everything else he is just because because the cuts but it's like he's it's not a cut it's just him turning to a different 
camera. Yeah. So like, it would be like if I was reading something and I had to turn my head and read from somewhere else, there'd be quite a big delay. Yeah. I'm like, uh. And I mean, I guess for people who don't know what Monster Vision is, I guess we should probably uh, explain that. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so Monster Vision is a show. I'm not. I mean, we're not going to go through the history because whatever. Because uh, Joe Bob hosted a series of shows. Uh, he was on AMC for a little while. I think it was called Joe Bob at the Drive-In. Then I think Monster Vision was after that. I don't know. It has to be. But he had a he had a long he had a long career where he had the same show and they just called it different things. I yeah. mean even Joe Bob's last call. Like it was a separate show, but it was Monster Vision. Like it was so ridiculous. But it was at, that was awesome. Um but he hosted this show on TNT and he was really just he just recorded uh bumpers basically for a movie. Yeah. A horror movie or sometimes it was just weird action movies, exploitation, B movies. Yeah, just things that you wouldn't normally weird see on shit. TV. Weird shit. The, the same shit that me and Joe talk about and we're like, is that a horror movie? And we're like, yeah, I think so. Like like that new movie Nightcrawler. We both were like, I, th- I feel like that's a horror movie. And it's not really, but like that's the kind of stuff he would play. Not new, though. <laughs> right. It's something out of a dumpster. It looked <laughs> yeah. like it was filmed a million years ago. I uh, think he had a gig on The Daily Show. He did. Uh, God stuff. That's right, God stuff. Yes. Yeah, and he actually, I think he did that on a like a separate platform on its own too, like a God stuff show. But yeah, he was on the Daily Show as God stuff because I remember watching God stuff and I was like, holy shit, yeah. <laughs> Joe Bob Briggs! Like, what? I thought he like lived in that trailer and only talked about <laughs> horror movies. Uh, Daily, that Daily Show was weird back then. It was not the Daily Show. That no, you it was know. strictly satire, like yeah. just comedy. It was yeah. just fake news. It was like the onion. Yeah, it was. Yeah. yeah. Um let's let's talk about the Daily Show now. <laughs> totally dropped the Joe Bob tribute. We're now tributing the, the Daily, Daily Show. Show. With John Henson. <laughs> Craig Gilmore. Craig Gilmore, yeah. Um but yeah, so this was a show he recorded bumpers. He basically talked just about the movies, but I mean most of the time he actually talked about his personal life. Oh yeah, more helicopters. <laughs> there, there are helicopters circling my house right now. So if you, you might actually hear them because my house is shaking. Um, but yeah, so I mean, <laughs> he usually talked about his personal life on those uh, bits. Yes, it was sometimes uncomfortable. Sometimes uncomfortable. Uh, but overall, uh, I mean, great show, super funny, great host, super knowledgeable, and he would just tell you about the movies you're watching. And like, I feel like fans like like you and I are just fans of the genre and just pretty much movies in general. And he gives such insight that you wouldn't, especially like now we can get information yeah. on our phones at any minute. But like when he talked, you learned something from you about really every did. movie, every single actor. You really did. And there's something about that. Listening to somebody else tell you, I'm a sucker for it. And you know what? Maybe like me and Joe always talk about, cause our fans are super awesome. And they're like, Oh, I learned so much from you guys. And we're like, what? We are idiots. <laughs> we are so stupid. But Joe Bob probably felt the same way. Joe Bob was probably like, who, who wants to listen to me talk about movies? And everyone was like, all of us. Yeah. <laughs> and uh, that there's there's something about listening to people, uh, I don't know, dissect I guess talk about yeah. it, dissect a movie, and that, that have like a personal connection to them. So, um, yeah, that's that. Joe Bob is fucking hilarious and shaped my childhood like. Yeah. And, and the movies we're going to talk about tonight... Uh, the first one tonight's episode is it's alive and we this was a movie <laughs> so Joe has a story about this movie but 
this movie I watched live, uh, or this episode, not this movie. Uh, this episode I watched live October 24th, 1998. Uh, and I was already a sucker. Oh, you, wa- you watched it live on Monster Vision? Yeah. And I was like, holy shit. That was I, your first viewing of it. Yeah. And I could not believe it. I'd never seen It's Alive. And I mean, I it wasn't the first time I watched Monster Vision, but um, I was just blown away by this movie. Did you happen to get the years that Monster, Monster Vision ran? No. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't either. But uh, the next episode that we do was in 2001 that it aired. And I thought it was pretty much done by then. That uh, that was its final. So I can tell you a brief outline of it just based off of my memory. Um, so in that episode, in the next episode, we do Ice Cream Man. And yes, it's 2001. And he mentions he's going to Hollywood. Are we sure it's 2001? Because I just pulled it. I just Googled it. Oh. And it, says, uh, it was 95 to 2000. 2000. So. Yeah, that's why I, I thought it was earlier. But in that episode, he talks about how they're going to Hollywood. After that? Yes. So shortly after that movie, or at, shortly after that, that because uh, that was Joe Bob's summer school in the summer. Fantastic. Then in the fall, they ended up going to a show called Joe Bob's Hollywood Movies. Yes. And that's when it died. Because <laughs> why would you even change it? Why the fuck would you even change it? It made no sense. It was the same show. Literally the same show. Just different movies. Right. Like, did they really think, whatever. <laughs> Fuck TNT. <laughs> Unless it was Joe Bob's idea. Well, you know what? Uh, yeah, I don't <laughs> think so. Because uh, honestly, I watched some episodes of that and he looks fucking miserable. <laughs> He's not even allowed to wear his like normal clothes. Can't wear the bolo tie? No. He was wearing, uh, whatever. But I'll say this. Right around that time, and I only know this from pro wrestling. WCW gets bought out. Turner sells all of his networks to AOL. Okay. They become AOL Time Warner. And they were the ones that forced out pro wrestling. They were like, fuck wrestling. And I'm sure along with wrestling goes the redneck in the trailer showing shitty movies. <laughs> <laughs> so they probably gave him yeah, a shot to a pretty uh, good inference. Yeah. <laughs> so they, uh, yeah, yeah. That That's my guess on that. Um, you know, what do I know? So, so anyway, oh yeah, so, you know, huge part of my childhood, and um, I specifically loved It's Alive. It was it was awesome. I loved When Babies Attack on Mad TV. <laughs> Thought that was hilarious yes. and, and kind of scary that babies would kill, and when I saw this, I fell in love again. I'm just all about murderous babies. Not murdering babies, murderous babies. <laughs> the opposite of, oh, the opposite of... Lorena. Oh, yeah, yeah. The opposite of Lorena. Yeah. I'm the opposite of Lorena. I like murderous babies, and she likes murdering babies. <laughs> and with that, that is a segue to thank Lorena, our newest Patreon sponsor. Yeah. Thank you, Lorena. Thank you. You're the tops. No, let me just slandered the shit out of you. <laughs> totally. <laughs> Lorena Bobbitt, as, as Paul said, as Paul hilariously mentioned that one time, <laughs> whispered and ruined like a minute of the show. <laughs> Because he thought it was super offensive. <laughs> Lorena B? Yeah, but then he has no like problem Bob saying it? other things that we have to edit out for like Dude, The worst minutes. shit I've ever heard in my life. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks, Paul. Um, so you have a story about uh, kind of uh, just a quick story about um, us and it's alive. <laughs> yeah. So, I mean, 
it's, a, it's such a shitty story to tell to everyone, but uh, we were watching friends play a softball game for some reason, and uh, we were, you know, obviously bored as shit because we're watching people play with softball. <laughs> so we started talking about horror movies, and this is what fifteen years ago yeah. almost. Holy and, shit! No, ten years ago. Ten years ago, but that's and, crazy. Uh, for some reason, we both brought up "It's Alive." And I distinctly remember the conversation going to Joe Bob Briggs and Monster Vision. And we were both like, wait a second. We both watched that? Because, yeah. <laughs> you know, every time we hung out, we never talk about Monster Vision. No. Or other things. And then, like, from that day on, you know, here we are. Yeah. So it, it was, like, full circle. It was awesome. Yeah. Uh, that is so crazy. I mean, because this was, like, my go-to, like, what crazy movie have you ever seen? I'd be like, well, I know this one where babies, like, <laughs> run around with fucking fangs, <laughs> eat a refrigerator full of meat. <laughs> Literally the hundreds of pounds of meat. Okay. <laughs> so we've got some fun stuff for Monster Vision. We're going to be reading people's letters. We've got a new game that I literally – we will literally do at least four times okay. for each episode, I promise. So this is going to be the first game that we repeat, <laughs> and it'll be exciting. And um, and you'll find out about that game a little later. If you're a gambler, make your bets now. <laughs> If it will happen. <laughs> like, we'll totally forget. Oh, my God. Um, and, yeah, so that's it. So we open up. I, we're going to be talking about Monster Vision and the movie. Uh, the, this Monster Vision episode is fucking hilarious. Uh, Joe Bob opens up talking about babies. Yes. Uh, <laughs> and just complaining about people that leave trashy neighborhoods for can good I, neighborhoods. Can I go back a second? Because before he starts opening up about babies, he just starts shitting on the director of The Vanishing oh, yeah. for no reason, because that's nothing to do with the movie. And then, then he's like, oh, wait, it's the same guy that directed the original. Spoilers. He's like, <laughs> he's like, yeah, whatever. It was so random. It was so random. And he makes fun of his name. Yeah, I don't know how to pronounce it. It's so funny. Uh, and he starts talking about these assholes that... Uh, have kids and leave his neighborhood and then complain and then the kid comes back <laughs> whatever and, then, and there's a fucking fetus on the table dude while he's talking. he has these disgusting rubber babies all over the place <laughs> and i don't know why this tickles me so much but after this episode he does uh it's alive too mm-hmm. i think it's called is it they're alive it, no it's um it lives again it, yes it lives again it's alive again. It lives again. It lives again. Uh, and then the third one, we, it's, this doesn't have to do with it, but the third one's called Island of the Alive. And it's like one of my favorite <laughs> movies of all time. Like, honestly, I love Island of the Alive. Dude, there's babies in trees in an island. I love the title. <laughs> island of the fucking Alive? What does that mean? An island of nothing. <laughs> Otherwise, it's just an island of it's, sand. It's just sand. <laughs> um, and the, and the, the VHS cover, or the movie poster, whatever it was, was just a, a baby carriage. It's, it's a, like a, a crib on a beach. But it's the, <laughs> the way it's like juxtaposed, it's like the, it has to be the biggest carriage ever because it <laughs> takes up like the entire island. <laughs> um, yeah. So, uh, and then actually that rubber baby in the, in the second part of this, uh, where Joe Bob watches the second movie. Like, falls off a table, and Joe Bob's, like, trying to prop it back up. It just knocks everything over. It's the weirdest thing. Um, and it's, like, the hardest I've ever seen Joe Bob laugh on the show. It's yeah. when the baby knocks the beer can over. It's so funny. It was so stupid. And he, even he doesn't know. Did you watch the second part of it or no? No, I did not. Holy crap. He, he laughed so hard. Because he used – I don't know if you remember. He used to read prison letters. Yes. Okay. <laughs> he reads one. 
And he just laughs his ass off because the guy's like, yeah, like, I forget what he said. He says something about, like, I'm, you know, I'm in the rehabilitation program. And Joe Bob just starts laughing, like, uncontrollably. And he's like, oh, yeah, all these guys think they're getting rehabilitated. <laughs> I was like, what? It's so, so mean. <laughs> um, yeah. And he, Joe Bob tells us this is written and directed by the great Larry Cohen, the man that also brought us lethal dessert food, an alien hermaphrodite that thinks it's Jesus, and an Aztec lizard god nesting in the Chrysler building. Cue the fucking wing serpent. <laughs> um. And then we're off, man. Um, by the way, Joe Bob mentions this, but how also I loved. So I watched the Joe Bob segments after I rewatched the movie, and uh, I was so proud of myself to have like the same notes that he that like he riffs on. I yeah. was like, "Holy shit, I can do this!" <laughs> um, the tagline for this movie is fucking phenomenal. It's super insensitive. But amazing, but just amazing. And that is, uh, there's only one thing wrong with the Davis baby. It's alive. <laughs> it's so insensitive. So insensitive. It's like the most insensitive thing you could ever put on a poster. Um, <laughs> <laughs> what's the? Oh, I thought That's you were going to say something. Oh, yeah, it's terrible. Um, Joe Bob also gives us a little more info into Larry Cohen. Um, and just really, really fucking smart stuff. Just just really great stuff. Um, now, drive-in totals for this movie. We have 13 dead bodies, one which seems like a lot. Oh, I guess that hospital scene is like... That had like five or six. <laughs> yeah, it was the majority of them. One dead cat, zero breasts, multiple throat ripping, monster baby cam, delivery room foo, and pinata foo. And can I just say, in general, his drive-in totals were so like epic to me as a kid. Like the fact that he would point out how many breasts were in a movie was like mind blowing to me. Dude, I'd be like, agreed. I need to see this movie. It was mind melting the shit he would say. I, I I don't know why it tickled me so much, but it just it like shook me. Like I loved this. I, I loved me, me too. <sighs> to know how many people died, like it's just—it's almost like a lost art now. Because, like I yeah. said before, like you, you could easily just look it up. You have yeah. to like go out of your way to look it up. And like this guy was just telling you, like he did it for you. Yeah. And, like now people probably be like, "Well, that's a spoiler." Oh yeah. Like no, like that made me want to see Dude, it so much. It, uh, some I think I based. I think I based like if there was a movie that wasn't horror, I think I based whether I would watch it or not on the drive-in total. Like for sure, I'd be like, Dude. especially when there was crash and burn. <laughs> Which I loved, and I totally forgot about until rewatching this. Was if there was a car accident, it'd be like motor vehicle accident, and then he would say crash or crash and burn if there was flames involved. Yeah, it's great, <laughs> so detailed. The delivery room foo is such a selling point. Like, <laughs> and it's exactly what happens. Why would you not want to watch that? Yeah. <laughs> oh man. So um, yeah, we're burning through this episode already. Um, <laughs> he uh, he gives it a rating. Yes. Because all his movies are rating. Four stars. You gave this four stars. Would you agree with that rating? The majority of them. Do I agree <laughs> with it? I actually... So, at first... Okay. We do Ice Cream Man in our next episode. Mm-hmm. We both watched Ice Cream Man first. Mm-hmm. Ice Cream Man is fucking insane. 
Ice Cream Man <laughs> made me realize how stupid teenagers are because <laughs> I remember being a teenager and being like, oh, man, Ice Cream Man's great. Let's watch Ice Cream Man. And then I watched it now and I'm like, what the fuck? Like, why would I ever want to watch this? It was terrible and insane. But it and got, as soon as it ended, I was like, yeah, I'll watch it again. It got to a point where I was laughing out loud. I could, like, I was just like, what the fuck? Like, <laughs> This like just literally makes no sense. <clears throat> is one of the, excuse me. <laughs> well, I guess we can save it for the next episode. But it's one of the most like bananas movies I've ever seen. Totally in, in every aspect of filmmaking. So we watched that first, and then we decided to watch It's Alive, which is I honestly truly believe is a genuinely good film, and it it is it's just slow and it's seventies slow. It's seventies slow. It has seventies seventies lighting. Oh yeah, you have to squint the whole 70s time. Seventies clothes. <laughs> There's a lot of seventies clothes. It's way better acted. The actors in that are so much better than Ice Cream Man. Genuinely good acting for a low budget. Good it's not story. Poorly filmed. I would say, yeah, I'd be okay with four. I guess I would not. <laughs> I I love it's alive. I, I like mean, it too. But well, I mean, I, I yeah, we have different ratings because I I'm I'm all about heart points. What do you mean? I'm not subjective. Okay. <laughs> I'm not like, let me look at this from the outside. Okay. I'm, I'm like, no, I love these babies. So Rip. you're not being like, well, I would also give The Godfather a four, so I can't give this a four. <laughs> well, <laughs> no, no, I mean, <clears throat> excuse me. No, because I'm not going to tech. I mean, I guess some reviews I like on Letterboxd, I guess I get in technical aspect of it, but not really because I'm not like, yeah, it's good filmmaking. I don't care about the filmmaking. I just, you know. Yeah, Godfather's a four. <laughs> I mean, Godfather's a five. Let's face it. Sure. So you, so you think it's alive? The next step down. Yeah, it's alive. Is up there <laughs> for what it is. God damn it! When are they going to figure out? They're going to figure out a way to rate movies properly, and that when that day comes, I will be so on board. <laughs> like there will be somebody will develop this crazy mathematical system. It it won't work. No, because I'll be like, not another teen movie is ten stars. <laughs> So there's, there will always be a troll on the internet that's like zero zero. Well, I'm not trolling. I would no, rate no, no. very highly. <laughs> not another. Yeah, that's a good movie. Hilarious. All right, let's talk about the real movie at okay. hand. It's alive. Um, kind of depressing, dude. Really sad. <laughs> really sad. There's a lot We're, of like moral undertones, and you're like <laughs> tons of moral undertones. Um, talking about abortion openly was pretty shocking okay so every character in this movie is a grade a asshole every single character except for the mother i have that fucking jerk i have that down too everyone is a total dickhead to each other they treat everyone treats each other like absolute dog shit i have to jump to it because i'm gonna forget about when we get to it there's a scene after the baby is born and the guy goes to work he's like uh, you should go home. He's like, but don't be afraid. Like, my friend has a retarded child. And I'm like, what? Like, what the fuck are you talking about? And as soon as the guy, he's like, it's okay. It's normal. People deal with it. And then as soon as he leaves, he's like, yeah, have, him, have him pack up his desk and send it all to him. Dude, it was <laughs> just so firing crazy. him for having, Dude, for having a not normal baby. It was crazy. And uh, Joe Bob actually talks about it in one of his bumpers where he said he talked to Larry Cohen and asked him why... Why everyone was just like so quick to like kind of get over it. Like they were like, oh, all yeah. right, we're over it. And Larry Cohen's answer was he thinks that after 24, he, he still believes it's believable that everyone got over it so quickly. And like the dad just went home the next day. And uh, he said after 24 hours, he thinks most people are over 
that, that tragic is events. Simply not true. <laughs> Twenty four hours. That's such a short period. Dude. Dude, you gave birth to a monster. I would argue 24 years wouldn't even be enough time. No. Dude, um, you birth a monster and it... And everybody dies. And it murders everybody. That is very traumatic. Murders everyone in front of your <laughs> eyes. <laughs> oh, my God. And it's on the loose. And speaking of that, uh, yeah, that's what happens. <laughs> we open up. We meet a family, um, husband and wife and their son. And uh, the wife is uh, pregnant and she's going to give birth. And shortly thereafter, she's giving birth. Yeah. Uh, like, <laughs> opening scene. Speaking of assholes, the dad wakes up the son by picking up its cat and just shoving its ass into his face. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God. Um, and, yeah, it, the dad and the kid have just, like, it, it's the 70s, but this movie is, the some of the conversations are <laughs> bordering on, on, like, the 1950s. Like there's a guy who calls him a whippersnapper. Yeah, and and yeah, and the dad and the son talking. It's just like, well, son, when babies are born, they're just born. You're like, what the fuck? And it's like, dad, I want to see the baby. It's like, what the fuck? It's so fifties. Um, also, was why was everyone whispering? I don't know. They didn't want to wake the like the, the not born baby. It's not a real hospital. <laughs> Like in it's they get to the hospital, they bring the wife to the hospital to give birth, and everyone's like whispering. It's like, guys, this is a movie. Well, maybe they really did shoot it in a hospital. It's but, very possible. Yeah, but uh, it, it and was. They probably had no permit. It's like just dude, trying to be indiscreet. Larry Cohen's just gorilla filming this. <laughs> oh boy. Um, also, something to note here is they bring the wife in to give birth, and the dad just goes and hangs out in a in a. I don't even know what you call it. Break room. Yeah. Such a different time. Such a different time. Like, well, yeah, now, I don't have a kid, but now you sit in the room, uh, you hang out with your wife, which is fine. I'd rather not talk to a bunch of guys waiting for their kids to be. Yeah. Born. And all those guys were jerks too, for no reason. Dude, those guys were all fucking pricks. And the guy just kept talking about slugs and bugs and smart. <laughs> The guy was like, oh, what's going on? He's like, oh, there's slugs and bugs. What? And then he starts complaining about smog also. He's like, oh, the smog's terrible. I was like, what the fuck? So miserable. It's about so, a child. So fucking weird. And the doctors are dicks too. I, I wasn't kidding when I said every single person yeah, but the mother. It's true. It's true. Um, so the mother's giving birth. Frank's outside. Awesome scene of a nurse just coming through the doors. The the double swing doors it just collapses. My my note right here was this is actually a really really good scene. It's like, awesome, super effective. And the guy's face, like his, like especially after watching Ice Cream Man, where you could just just had like cardboard boxes <laughs> as the characters. This guy's face. I mean, I'm probably a little biased now. Like it probably wasn't that good, but like he did a good job conveying like shock, and you're like, oh, it's nice no, to see that guy's emotional, like. I don't know what you'd call it, like emotional range, was really good. The last scene in this movie is, yeah. is like one of the most touching, heartbreaking things. Like, well, well, until like the last two seconds. Well, he yes. throws it. <laughs> <laughs> it's true. <laughs> you think he's coming around. He's fucking throws it. One thing I got to say, though, is the fake blood is... Very fake. Very <laughs> fake. It is a color I have not ever seen before. 
ever in my life, <laughs> let alone blood. Like, it was just the most pale, shitty pink I've ever seen. Yeah. It was so bad. Um, so, uh, dad obviously runs in because he sees a nurse collapse dead on the, on the hospital floor. He runs in, mom's screaming, what does my baby look like? What does my baby look like? And everyone is dead. Everyone's dead. And the dad's just screaming, where's my baby? It, I love the scene. This I scene is it. nuts. It's fucking crazy. It's so nuts. And, and just everyone is dead. And, and they're taking the woman out. And she's just screaming, I don't want my baby to be dead. It's it's I don't want to say it's hard to watch. It's not really hard to watch because there's a level of cheese to it, but it is like emotions were conveyed well. Emotions are conveyed yeah. like too well for what, what this movie was. Like yeah. it's a movie about monster children. Right. That eat people. You, they did not I mean it was amazing. Like Yeah, I'm glad you felt the same way because I thought it was a really good scene. It was nuts. Um the police come in, they start asking questions, including <laughs> Are you have you been exposed to radiation? And we saw that you inquired about an abortion recently. And the father says, Yeah, everybody does it nowadays. Dude, <laughs> it that was the weirdest response. And I feel like I I don't know. Yeah, I mean, there was definitely some level of political message in this, right? Because I mean, I, I it was just very strange. I mean, I guess maybe because it because it was an accident. I, dude, I, I was trying to research if there was like deeper, deeper undertones, and I'm sure there has to be that he was trying to get a, across to us. But it seemed like the abortion part was pretty rampant. But I don't know what it would be because if anything, the movie would be pro-abortion because the kid's a monster. Because the kid's the most horrifying monster of all time. <laughs> um, another weird thing is, uh, and actually, not I don't know why it started off like that. Um, this is when the movie slows down to a crawl. <laughs> that's that's an understatement. 70s movies, um, and I think maybe that's why Texas Chainsaw Massacre was like so effective, was because it was so different and so action-packed. Um, because this is like the 70s movies I remember. And it is just, you get your beginning in, and then you... You you have an hour of movie that's just <laughs> a snail's pace. Just scene after scene of like three people in a room talking. So much conversation and none of it was really meaningful to – you have a movie about a kid yeah. that eats people with big teeth. <laughs> and they, they were trying to make the movie more uh, legitimate than it was, I think. Um, there's a conversation that happens next between a policeman and a doctor, and they're basically trying to keep this whole thing under wraps, and they're both revealing their motivations for doing that. And they're both great. It's a great part of the story because obviously, yeah, why would a hospital want this and why would the cops want a mutant baby on the loose? But it didn't really fit the rest of the movie. It doesn't come back, but it was like really well acted again and like tells like a good story, but it's just so fucking also, slow. Doesn't the baby escape through the roof? Because doesn't the doctor say <laughs> his explanation was like, "Well, that's not a uh, an adult human size hole in the in the roof." Like, the um, dude, it's the weirdest thing. And with nobody's this baby that alarmed. Do. And the baby, I'm more shocked at when the baby goes to the school, and like 
somehow locates where the kid lives and everyone's like oh yeah he was definitely here trying to figure out where, where his brother was <laughs> what he's one what? day old <laughs> what are we talking about like, even the doctor at one point said he's like yeah you know it's a baby there's no way that it's going to survive without food or nurturing yeah except it is doing everything it's, it's living traveling. in the sewers already <laughs> they're like later on they're like this is how it's traveling across the city without being caught oh look what the <laughs> so I would die in a sewer. I I could not spend a twenty four hours in a sewer. I would be dead. No, fucking stinks. It's dark. <laughs> I would be dead so fast. Um. <laughs> yeah. Uh. So after it escapes from the hospital, mm-hmm. we see its first attack. And <laughs> I, oh we God. see it through the baby's eyes. And it's the blurriest thing I've ever seen. Dude, it's like all <laughs> fucked up. It's like triple vision. And so whereas the guy, Larry Cohen, obviously, he, he shot that great scene in the beginning. Some of the acting was strong. But there are scenes with like the blurriness. And then there are scenes where he makes cuts that are like, why are you making cuts right here? It's just jumping all around. It's like giving me like a, a seizure. Yeah. And, and it's the old 70s like super hard cut. Where it's just like super where, hard. Where you see it in like the seventies, where it's just like like hurt my eyes because it's not like in any sort of perspective. It, it's not keeping a perspective. It's just cutting to a completely yeah, other random like shot. Fucking mumble jumble horseshit. <laughs> yeah, but he kills his first uh, victim, a whore. Yeah, whore. I, I assume she's a whore, but um, in giant platform shoes, um. And you don't really Food see dress. The, you don't really see the baby during the kill. You just no. see something with big teeth. Yeah, and that's the other thing. I remember there. Are, that was one disappointment in rewatching this. Was I remember a lot more baby in this? And uh, yeah, you really you really only see it at the end. Yeah, and I love Joe Bob's comments about this. He he was talking about like how appalling the the baby must look for the woman to start screaming like that. And he says, "But look at what Monster Baby was staring at a seventies fashion statement." <laughs> Uh, can we also just say, uh, I mean, can we talk about how Joe Bob would be like, all right, back to the movie, and then talk for like another three to four minutes? Yeah. <laughs> That's like my favorite every thing. Every time. Every time. And about the most random shit. <laughs> most random shit. Although sometimes it was really on point. He'd be like, all right, back to the movie. And then he'd turn and then be like, so the composer of this film is. <laughs> Dude, that fact blew my mind, by the way. So Dude, the composer of It's yeah. Alive is the same guy who did Psycho. And Taxi Driver, and this was his yeah. second to last movie. And Twilight Zone. And Twilight Zone, yes. I mean, and second, I, yeah, second to last movie before he passed away. Well, he, well, he passed. He didn't get to see Taxi Driver because yeah. this was his last. So this was really his last what one that he saw. Yeah. Crazy. And by the way, I don't think you. Fu- him? How did they get him? Yeah, there's yeah, no I way they no could have him. It had to be his like golf friend. It had to be Larry Cohen's golf buddy. Um, oh yeah, look at that. I have a note. This movie is jumping all over the place. <laughs> Cause oh yeah, dude, I do remember this even more now. Uh the and the scene that really caught me off guard was um we there's a hard cut to Frank and his wife driving home, and then a super hard cut to dad at the school with his kid. Yeah. Just talking to him. <laughs> what the fuck? And the fact that they're driving home after giving birth to a murderous monster baby like, less than 24 hours later. Is so they're so okay with it. They're so okay with it. Um, 
And speaking of jumping around, this is all very shortly after, so it's not jumping too far ahead. But, you know, the press has obviously caught wind of it. So there's press everywhere. Oh the mother gets home, and there's a nurse taking care of her, but she has a tape recorder. So she's trying to get information and all that. And then it cuts to uh, – oh, no, then then the dad calls the son and tells him that the baby was sick, which I actually thought was a pretty sad scene. Dude. Like, the way the way he was saying it, so I was like, this is – Kind of tough, like it made me super sad. Made me realize, like he just gave birth and something's terribly wrong. I was like, "Fuck!" Yeah, yeah, that's a yeah, and that's something you think about. I mean, throughout the movie, it's really corny, so you really don't think about it often. But then you sit there and you, um, that's a good movie for you. Was when is when you can like put yourself in their shoe and be like, "Oh shit!" Like, would I want to kill this baby? Yeah, that's because it's my fucking baby. That's, yeah. There was so many times where, like, it was so ridiculous, but then it would come back to this guy, and you'd be like, this guy just had a kid. Like, he's probably so upset. Like, he, like So emotional. Yeah. So emotional. And I love that part. But then, to take you out of it, it cuts to two cops, <laughs> or th- a bunch of cops. But two of them are talking, and one of the cops is like, yeah, this whole baby thing is freaking me out. My wife's pregnant. <laughs> and he's like, well, you know, the other cop says something like, it's not a big deal. And he's like, well, we lost our first baby. And the other cop goes, oh, you should consider yourself lucky. <laughs> Why did I not catch that? What an insensitive thing to say. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. Um, Yeah, and there's a couple crazy scenes around this, too. Uh, So there's another another murder. Um, Just a random guy gets killed on the street. Yeah. Uh, The cops show up to investigate. These cops are the most lackadaisical fucking cops I've ever seen in my life. Well, I shouldn't say that. Ice Cream Man cops are pretty fucking Ice terrible. Ice Cream Man cops. My, are <laughs> <laughs> I can't wait to talk about Ice Cream Man. Honestly, I'm so excited. Um, but these cops are, there is a de- corpse in front of them. And they are leaning up against a chain link fence, like with their elbows, like rested on top of the fence. Like as if they're just like nothing better to do. Like just shooting the breeze. <laughs> There's a fucking corpse in front of them. And they're like, oh, yeah, I got to get that fucking baby. <laughs> what? Oh, um, by the way, there's a fucking killer baby on the loose. Yeah, we should probably, like, not be so cool about this. <laughs> and then the other crazy scene is when 30 cops with guns drawn descend upon a baby <laughs> in a courtyard with guns drawn. And they're, that scene is laughable until they, like, spend way too much time on that scene because they are showing, like, it's the cops charging in. They all have their guns drawn. Cut to the baby. Cut to a cop holding a gun. Cut to the baby. Cut to just as if you were looking at the barrel of a gun. And you're like, dude, he's got that pointed at a fucking real normal baby. <laughs> and like even that made me feel something. Like yeah. I was like, what? And then are we supposed to believe they might have killed that baby? <laughs> I don't know, dude. I was wondering the same thing. <laughs> I think we might because it is a real hard cut after. Like there's no like, okay, guys, that's a normal baby. It's just... That's how it ends, and there's no mention of it ever again. You know when 30 guys have their guns drawn? One Somebody's going to pull a trigger. They're so nervous. If there's 30 of them, oh, my God, there were so many cops. You hear a leaf rustle. It's getting pulled. Yeah, and uh, just tons of exposition in this fucking movie. I mean, it's we're still just – they're explaining things to death. They are. And then there's a – the 70s – I fucking hate the 70s. Um, the 70s, it was like they either, you know what? There's a lot of copycats. It, that's what it was, okay? And I mean, that's every era. That, that's what happens. Somebody makes a really good movie one way, and then everyone else tries to make that movie, and they fail. 
or they try to use elements. And this is also one of them. The seventies, I will say a lot of movies did really good suspense in the seventies, just, and it was cause it was slow paced. It was slow burn. And they, they positioned these scenes that just seemed like forever. Yeah. But you were very, it was very suspenseful. And, uh, Movie, a lot of seventies movies did that terribly, and this is one of them. Where the dad is like, "I'm going to the basement to change the light bulb," or I don't even think he goes down there to change the light bulb. He's just going down there for nothing, <laughs> and then decides to change the light bulb. And the whole time they are playing the most suspenseful music I have ever heard. Like you're expecting something to jump out in any minute, right? And then he's like, "Okay," <laughs> he just goes upstairs. <laughs> And that's the end of the scene. And you're like, what the fuck was that? That was a total waste. Like, Complete waste. Total waste. He, oh my God. It was the least suspenseful thing of all time. <laughs> um, uh, What else do we have here? Uh, did we talk about the milkman yet? <clears throat> no. Milkman gets it. And so much milk and blood. Oh my God. I, I don't even know if I wrote that in my notes for some reason. Dude. So much milk and blood. So much milk and blood. But again, it has nothing to really Also, do. they get so much milk delivered to their house. <laughs> I drink a ton of milk, but they got like 37 like bottles of like milk. Crate. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the dad brings them in one by one. Yeah. <laughs> in the least, again, the least suspenseful scene of all time. And they're building all this suspense as the dad's. And it's just a, a single shot on the milk. On the ground, tight shot on the milk, and you just see the dad's hand come up and pick up one bottle at a time, <laughs> and then he disappears for a couple of seconds and grabs the next bottle. <laughs> it's a forty-five second shot of him moving milk crates. Yeah. <laughs> oh god, it's so stupid. Um, but they find out they think they have the baby cornered at the school. How does he find out? Like, like the cops are there or something? I, I, don't, I don't know. I mean, every scene is just him talking to people, so I'm sure the cops were there. Um, so they they all the dad runs to the school because they think they've got him cornered there. Um, and the baby is definitely in the classroom. We're getting baby yeah, camp. Toy, toys are moving. Bushes move, toys move. That's the sign that he's there. We never like we get, barely get scenes of him. His eyes though, when they cut to like his eyes in the dark, they're freaky as shit. Um, and the baby just—I mean, oh well. The dad gives a passionate speech about how he wants this thing destroyed. Yes, and he's like, "It's not mine, not my baby." Yeah, nice. I have no relation to him. Um, then he splits, and the baby just starts murdering cops. <laughs> Willy nilly. The cop screams so loud. And the other cops are like, oh. <laughs> <laughs> And uh, this is when the cops theorize that the baby is looking for someone. <laughs> the baby must have been going through the records of the school and <laughs> found the address of his brother. He can read, he can decipher things, he can. Keep in mind, he's one day old. And I'm pretty sure he escapes out the window. <laughs> Again, a feat like. <laughs> Anybody would have trouble doing those windows. Were, oh my god! Oh god! Um, and then we get that. That's actually that was actually pre milk scene. <laughs> then we get the milk scene. Um, or no, 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 no. Actually, the milk scene was first. It was right before it. Because then the dad comes home, opens the fridge, and all the fucking milk is gone. <laughs> and he, it's like he knows. He's like, oh my god! There's this has got to be the baby, right? <laughs> 
Why would you assume that? Why would you ever assume that? And then he opens the freezer and he had opened it earlier in an earlier scene. And it was literally packed, packed tight with meat and food. And it is empty. The baby ate an entire refrigerator full of food. Like, it had to be like, I don't even know. It had to be hundreds of pounds. Yes. Hundreds of pounds. Because it was literally like. You, it it's was such stacked. a tiny baby. <laughs> it's a day old baby. <laughs> a woman still gave birth to it. Um, and we're approaching the end to this, which is when it really actually finally starts to pick up. Um, the, the the dad is starting to have an idea that the baby might be in the house. Yeah. Um, obviously. Because the fridge is raided. Because the fridge has been emptied, which honestly, first thing in my head, I'm thinking a bear has gotten into <laughs> the house. Or my wife threw a par- the biggest party of all time. Yeah. And in the five minutes I went to the school and s- demanded they kill my baby. <laughs> because it just doesn't add up. Um, and then meanwhile, his son is running home at the same time. So you're thinking shit's going to converge here. Like there's something something bad is going to happen and uh, basically does. Um, the dad goes upstairs. The baby... I mean, we're led to believe the baby's in a crib. He pulls off the the blanket. No baby. Door slams shut real fast. And the dad knows what's up. He goes downstairs and he asks the wife. What does he say to the wife? He's like, oh, because the wife is coming out of the basement. He says, what were you you doing in the basement? And she just goes, you know. (laughs) And you're like, holy shit. Holy shit. What an awesome twist. Mom is keeping the baby. Yeah. She is harboring the baby and she is feeding the baby. And what an incredible. To me, that's what made the movie like make up for the slow parts was at least having that and not it just be. Yeah, because she loves it. Yeah. Her baby. So it's not just, you know, just the hunt for the baby. Right. That ends the movie. This is like a very strange situation (laughs) where the mother wants to keep this monster baby. And that is insane. Absolutely insane. Um, I'm not even going to bring up the son. There's a scene that's like the baby ends up killing another guy. And it's this guy that like looked after the son. But really the son plays no part in this besides just a catalyst for one more guy to die. Because <laughs> the guy's chasing him. So but when the son comes home, he sees the dead cat. Oh, my God. <laughs> yeah. He comes in through the basement, which makes no sense. But that's fine. <laughs> No one has come through the basement of the entire movie, but what do I know? <laughs> but then the father starts shooting, trying to kill the baby. Yes. Which is nuts. Yes. Yeah, and the mom, when he pulls out the gun, the mom says, why are you so anxious to do it yourself? Which is a great line, too. And um, But this is where like the editing was like the worst I've ever seen. When he's shooting at this baby. Dude, it, and it's just cutting, jumping. It's like cutting it's, to nothing. Dude, it's it's cutting so much. It's cutting so much. And <laughs> like the, him to the baby, then to like the wall. Like, the, the, the baby the baby situation in this is fucking hilarious. Um, and Joe Bob explains it in the show that they he had a friend that did special effects, but they had a low budget. So he's like, we can't pay for, we can't pay for like a full baby. So just make us like a toy baby and we'll use it in some shots. <laughs> then he gets the toy baby and loves it. And Larry Cohen's like, let's just put it on a string and pull it around <laughs> in scenes. And then the guy's like, well, let's not do that. Cause it'll look like shit. 
So how about I make you a mask and gloves and a little baby suit and we'll put an actor in it and shoot it. And he's like, okay, yeah, because it'll only be like a couple scenes. And then Larry Cohen like was like, I want it in as much as possible, which he did. He still didn't use it. Still as, not enough. Yeah. yeah. Um, then they go on the longest manhunt through a sword. Yeah, yeah. And oh, and by the way, the dad slaps the mom so fucking hard. <laughs> that scene was uncomfortable. I just have to say that it probably happened. A lot, whatever. Um, just, I did not like that, but they track the baby down to the sewer and that's when they realize the baby is trying to avoid people by traveling in the sewer, a, a baby, a one day baby, <laughs> a one day year old baby. Wait, one day, one day old, one day, old, <laughs> one, one day, day year old. old baby. Oh my God. I almost want to edit it out cause it's so stupid, but I won't. <laughs> um, and the dad basically takes off himself he's gonna get this baby himself and he finds it and this scene is fucking horrible the baby is screaming in pain baby it's such an uncomfortable scream it is awful because it's a monster scream but it's the saddest monster scream of all time because it's it's her scared little baby yeah well it's her right didn't he he did catch it right because they tracked its blood um and the dad's saying it's it's fucking brutal scene. And and the dad's saying, Shh, I know it hurts. Everything's gonna be alright. I was scared like you are. And he's talking this baby down, and you're like, Oh fuck. Dad's dad wants the baby too. Dad's saving the yeah, baby. Yeah, total change of heart. <laughs> dad's saving the baby. And he wraps up the baby and makes a run for it. Uh the cops give chase. The cops also have the mother in their uh custody, so she can't really intervene. Um so many cops after this. So baby. many cops. And then um, the dad throws the baby and they shoot it. <laughs> yeah, that's pretty much how it ends. <laughs> that's how it ends. Like, yeah. they corner the dad and he's he like. He gives, like, the speech and it cuts to the mom and she's smiling because she's like, oh, I knew he would want it too. Yeah. Like, she's all proud. And he just throws the baby and they shoot it. <laughs> um, but the key to this, the key takeaway is as they're driving away, um, the parents are in the back of the cop car, which they should not be under arrest, by the way. Um, they say. I understand the cops on my, on the uh, radio says I understand. Another one's been born in Seattle. Yes, so fucking good. I don't remember if the second one takes place in Seattle though or not. I have no clue. <clears throat> Nor do I care. Because <laughs> <laughs> uh, two, if it doesn't take place on an island, I don't. So shit. <laughs> one one is a uh, a real movie shot properly. Um, really good, really good movie. Um. Two well, is not. Two is like what you imagine it should have been. <laughs> what you pictured for the synopsis of this, if you read the synopsis of this, two is what you're picturing. One is a lot more slow. Two still has Frank, though. Is Frank in the yeah. second one? I don't even know. But if it's, it's a different guy. family, though. Is it? Yeah. Oh, yeah, because it's the other baby that's born. Yeah. Because this one's dead. But. Yeah. <laughs> yup. <laughs> Imagine if they were just like, it was actually twins, Frank. <laughs> That'd be awesome. Uh, I actually do think it is twins in the second one. Yeah. Because it's two and they have to do two, 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 two. Uh-huh. Um, so, game. Here's our game. Let's do it. I'm going to read Joe drive in totals for movies. I have to guess the movie? And he will have to guess the movie. Well, I like this. Um, now, some of these I have to alter because Joe Bob was not planning on this game to be made. So some of them have spoilers in them. So I'll remove them. And if you can't guess the movie, I will tell you 
that one. I mean, some have just the name of the movie <laughs> in the drive-in total. So um, I've got we'll – do, we'll do three for this first episode. I like it. I like this. Okay. Here we go. Six dead bodies, zero breasts. <laughs> this one made me laugh so hard. It made Joe Bob laugh too. I don't even understand it. I don't remember it. Double <laughs> – Double graveyard aardvarkus. Double graveyard aardvarkus. Yeah, like an aardvark, but <laughs> aardvark eye. Uh, I don't know. Double graveyard aardvarkus. <laughs> I laughed so hard, and Joe Bob couldn't even stop laughing. Also, um, one motor vehicle cr- uh, chase with crash, dagger to the chest, foot bonking, <laughs> finger rolls, giant fly to the head, exploding door. Exploding hearse, dwarf hunting, gratuitous 70s guitar jam, and I can't tell you the last one. After the, can you, after the aardvark, can you read the next ones up to the 70s guitar? Yeah, yeah. One motor vehicle chase with crash, dagger to the chest, foot bonking, finger rolls, giant fly to the head, exploding door. Exploding hearse, dwarf hunting, gratuitous seventies guitar jam. Oh man, you know this movie too. All right, I'm gonna tell you. I'm gonna. I won't do the silver ball to the face. Fantastic. Yeah. <laughs> that was and, my guess. I was like, I don't. And and his uh his his line is infamous. It, the actual line is infamous phantasm silver ball to the face. <laughs> and I was like, fuck. All right. That was a good one, though. It's hard. I mean, you're not getting you're getting a lot, but not enough. And what is the Ardvarkus? I, I don't know. <laughs> so this was throwing me off. I have no idea what the fuck he was talking. And he said it, and he starts laughing. And I was like, "Is this some sort of inside joke?" <laughs> all right. <clears throat> Does he say the years at all? That might be helpful. The years? Yeah. Oh no. Um, but we could do that. That's not a problem. That's not a problem. I think that's a fair. I think that's very fair. <laughs> so much to cover. I was like, oh yeah. I mean, it's <laughs> two dead bodies. Horror history. <laughs> <You> go. <laughs> um, okay. So this is 1986. Okay. The fly. It's <laughs> it's PG 13. Um, outstanding slime spewing. One breast scissored out, of course. Two dead bodies. Four mutilated bodies, eight dead blanks, and that is the the baddies in the movie. Eight dead. Okay. Insert it. One motor vehicle chase with two crashes, three tumbleweed chases, three gallons of blood, stomach eating, pitchfork chewing, gross out mush- critters. Holy shit. <laughs> Good job. Thank you. <laughs> I can't believe you got that. <laughs> what gave it away? The tumbleweeds. <laughs> oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Uh, I'll read the rest of them. Uh, gross out, gross out, mush face alien transformation into a Mick Jagger lookalike. <laughs> Explicit cow guts, also known as bovine foo. Garbage disposal bovine symbolism. Foo. What the fuck is that? What are fi- what are finger rolls? I don't know. Another one. Finger rolls. Uh, extra points for gratuitous toy ET eaten by a critter. 
gratuitous 80s song called Power of the Night, gratuitous <laughs> Methodist church destruction, shotgun foo, toilet foo, aerosol and a lighted aerosol can and a lighted match foo. Wow, that's a lot of driving totals. So many for critters. <laughs> All right. And we'll do one more for today. Okay. Um, I, I like this game. I have I have so many for the entire thing. 1973 rated R. Okay. Four dead bodies. Gargoyles. Ouija board. Catholic virgin defacing. Levitating bed. Oh. Close up neck injections. The exorcist. Yes. <laughs> Good job. Multiple spinal taps. Crotch crushing. 360 head swiveling. Green vomit to the face. Abdominal carving, eyeball rolling, holy water foo, and of course, exorcism foo. Four stars. Let's go. So, so the exorcist got the same rating as It's Alive? Yes. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> and Joe Bob rants about, uh, eh, whatever. <laughs> we can't fit it all in this one episode. We've got four to go. So I might as well save some of my shit for another one. That was fun. Yeah. Really glad we're doing this. Um, Makes a nice Donald Trump reference in the It's Alive. Yeah, and I didn't see it. No. It's nothing like <laughs> he, he was like, yeah, he's like, oh, doesn't the police chief look like Donald Trump? Nope. Not even close. <laughs> uh, that was weird. Um, all right, guys. Thank you so much for listening. We really appreciate it. I hope you like the new logo temporarily for the next four episodes. Uh, spent so much time on that. Uh, I really shouldn't have. <laughs> I think it should be our next sticker, though, kind of. I'm kind of obsessed with it. It might be our next sticker at next. I like week. it a lot. I'm kind of obsessed with it. So are we playing this game again next week? Yeah. Oh, nice. I have them all already set. Fuck yeah. Um, so guys, rate, review, subscribe on iTunes. If you do, let us know. Uh, Sean at I Hate Horror, and we'll send you a sticker. Uh, what else do we have to plug? Facebook.com slash I Hate Horror. I Hate Horror.com. You can find us on all those sites. Uh, I'm on Twitter at I Hate Horror Show. I'm at JoeV421. We're also on Instagram at I hate horror. Yeah. Uh, I'm at Boognish1985. And um, we should probably combine those next time and each do both of them in the same. And also, you know what we should do? What? We should not. You should answer at the end. Wait, what? I can't believe I just thought of this. You should answer the game show, the game that we played at yeah. the end so people at home can play along. I'm so confused. The game we just played. No, no, no. I got that part. Wait, you're saying I shouldn't answer? I, I should we should wait till l- all the... Yeah. Okay. Although, but that's not fun. <laughs> Fuck it. I don't know. I don't know what to tell you guys. <laughs> I don't know what to tell you. Maybe I'll edit it in like me just saying it, and then we'll have the actual live result. Yeah, that's what I'm going to do. No, I'm not. That'll take so much time. <laughs> all right, guys. So anyway, that's the end of the show, for real. Uh, also, check out our store, store.ihatehorror.com. Buy those shirts. We only have a few left, so please get on it and buy those. Please. Also, yeah. patreon.com slash ihatehorror. I think that's the address. Don't know. Still don't know. Um, go there. We've uh, adjusted our thingies, <laughs> our levels. Uh, $1 and $5. One dollar you get the sticker and a shout out, I think. And then uh five dollars you get access to everything we are doing. Uh we had an awesome Google Hangout 
Um, it wasn't what we had originally, the original Google Hangout was going to be us all watching a movie together and talking, but instead they got to watch the end of the last episode we released. And then we just kind of shot the shit and we talked about, what's it called? Kojak? Kojak. Kojak. Kojak the Night Stalker. It's a television show from the 70s. It's on Netflix and it is (laughs) fucking amazing. And we're going to be doing a second bonus um, podcast on cold check the night stalker yeah. just for our Patreon members. Um, We're going to do another hangout soon. Yeah, I think so. Nice. I think so. Um, we have few enough members. I don't know how many people you can bring into a hangout. So um, yeah, get on that and come on. Cause it was fucking awesome. Was I was so nervous about doing that. Like I was honestly petrified and I was like, I was like, I just want to give everyone their money back and just call this quits right now. <laughs> Cause I was just so petrified of, having to actually communicate with people and uh it was it was hilarious and awesome and it was awesome to talk to our fans um yeah it was so good yeah, elliot ryan casey casey was there casey has a podcast for real yeah we're gonna plug it next episode <laughs> don't put me on the spot yeah i'm gonna plug it right now for you guys but yeah they all came on and uh just it, it was, I had a blast. I really did have a blast with them. Um, What's her podcast about? Her podcast is about horror movies. Um, you can find them on Twitter at Booze Blood Gore, Facebook.com slash BBG Podcast, and you can email them at BBG Podcast at gmail.com. Booze, Blood, and Gore is a podcast that talks horror movies, alcohol, and the things that make them both wonderful. A theme drink will be featured to match our movie of the week. New episodes out on Sunday. That's a lot of effort, Casey. You're yeah. really trying to fuck yeah, it. Yeah, I was going to say, maybe edit this out. <laughs> no more plugs. No more plugs, Casey. What the fuck? <laughs> Holy shit. A drink. God damn it, Casey. <laughs> Holy cow. That's so much. Jesus Christ. I, I can't get over that. We barely get it together for an episode. <laughs> We're doing a Monster Vision tribute. We did not know what years it was. <laughs> we didn't even have it up. <laughs> what the fuck? Thanks, Casey. So check that out and uh, probably, presumably, don't listen to us ever again. <laughs> um, no, there's enough room for everyone, maybe. Um, if you'll have us, we'll be here. We'll be that lonely guy that just... Stands around and watches the corner. Yeah. Yeah. And that's it for the show again. Uh, thank you so much. Thanks, Harley Poe, for allowing us to use the album uh, song, Gorehound, off the album Pagan Holiday. Really appreciate that. Our song is fucking awesome. It really is. It really I gotta is. Say. Yeah. Um, and that's it, man. We'll see you next week. Ice Cream Man. It's on YouTube. Probably illegally. Definitely illegally. And you, could, you could even watch the Monster Vision by the way, all the all the Monster Vision stuff we are watching is on YouTube. You just have to search it. Um, and there's a copy on YouTube of Monster Vision with the movie included in it. Yeah, definitely um, recommend watching that. Is that the version you watched? I did. Oh, cool. So I, want, I wonder if there's going to be any differences because I watched the legit movie. I've seen both. Okay. So. Oh, yeah, that's right. Oh, yeah, so it didn't matter for you. All right, guys. Thank you all so much. And... Uh, for yeah, Joe, for Joe, this is Sean. I fucked it all up. For Joe, this is Sean. Stay with me. Thank you. Adios. Adios.